0: Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. The psalmist writes, The entrance of your words give light and imparts understanding to the simple. Today's topic is the Christian's body armor. This is part two of a three-part series on the armor of God that Paul mentions in Ephesians chapter 6. This is the verse under consideration today Ephesians chapter 6, reading from the New American Standard. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of, Of the gospel of peace. Christian Standard Version translates verse 14 as follows Stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. The whole armor of God refers to God's spiritual equipment which He has provided for His people so that they may be victorious in spiritual battles. And spiritual battles they will have. But we must remember that the battle is the Lord's, and as our commander-in-chief, he's provided us with what he knows we need as his foot soldiers. This provision that he has for us is really the Lord Jesus Christ and his saving work. In other words, our Provision is the person and work of our mediator, the Messiah, Jesus Christ himself. Our understanding, the implications of his union with us and our union with him, and then acting upon this truth and faith constitutes God's provided armor of defense. If we try to interpret these pieces of armor as something that is intrinsic to the Christian that he himself must produce, then we will have misunderstood God's provision and we will surely not stand in the day of battle. In the first half of the armor, Paul has talked of pieces that are attached to the body. First there's the girdle or the belt, and then the breastplate, and finally the sandals or the shoes. A soldier must be clothed in these items continuously and they are attached to his body. The other items mentioned, the shield, the helmet, and the sword, would be taken up at the time of actual combat. But he stands dressed ready all the time with his uh, breeches on that have been girded up with the belt and with his uh, provision of the breastplate protecting all of his vital organs, and the shoes on his feet. Now, all the pieces of the armor symbolize spiritual ideas, spiritual realities of our relationship to Jesus Christ, and our appropriating by faith our identification with his work for us. A girdle about the loins served as a belt to gather the loose ends of one's garments, forming a sort of breeches. Now, to truly understand this, we have to understand that the Roman soldiers did not dress in today's army garb. They had on what we would probably call a skirt, but the skirt needed to be gathered up for protection of the body and for free movement when they were engaged in battle. So a girdle about the loins served as a belt to gather the loose ends of one's garments, forming a sort of breeches. The girdle kept everything in place and allowed the soldier freedom of movement. Now, the girdle is truth, an objective truth provided for us. So exactly what is this? Well, Jesus himself is the truth, and the scripture in the epistles call this, the apostle Paul calls it, the deposit of faith and the pattern of sound words. It's the truth about who Jesus is and what Jesus accomplished in his redemptive works. So Jesus himself is the truth. Our Lord Jesus Christ described himself thusly in John 14, verse 6, he said, I am the truth. Our redemption of the truth that's in Jesus Christ produces in us a life of reality and consistency of character. But the primary reference is to the objective revelation of God in Christ. This is often referred to as the faith in the New Testament, or the of faith, or the pattern of sound words. Now, Peter tells us in his epistle, in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 9, to t- resist the devil... Steadfast in the faith. Resist the devil, steadfast in the faith. So, to gird up our loins with truth is to have a settled conviction in our minds and hearts with regard to the truth of Jesus Christ and of our being united with Him by faith. We can then combat Satan's lies with God's truth. Now, the second piece of God's provided armor is called the breastplate of righteousness. Now, this item of the soldier's attire covered him from his neck to his thighs. It functioned as a protection for all the vital organs, especially the heart and the kidneys, often considered by biblical writers as the seat of emotions and affections. What God provides us with that keeps us safe from the enemy's thrust at our vitals is the righteousness of God, which is by faith. Listen to Romans uh, chapter 3 and verse 22. The righteousness of God is through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe, since there is no distinction. In other words, the righteousness belongs to Jesus Christ himself it's provided for us, it is uh, attributed to us, and it functions to keep us safe from the enemy. We are not saved, and we are not protected by our own degree of righteousness or righteous living. We are protected by the righteousness that's provided for us in Jesus Christ himself. What God provides us with that keeps us safe from the enemy's thrust at our vitals in, is the righteousness of God, which is by faith. Therefore, it's given to us as a gift in Jesus Christ. We could never be good enough to stand before the Holy God. Our need is the perfect righteousness of God. And this is what is credited and imputed to us when we believe in Christ. Now, it's true that the Spirit comes to dwell within us, and he begins to work within us, a righteousness of Christ, we have a righteousness that is produced in us by the sanctified life, which is also by faith. But this protective righteousness is the righteousness of the perfect righteousness of Jesus himself. He pronounces, that is, God pronounces the believer as good and just and righteous and holy as Christ is himself. No longer can the law condemn me if I'm a believer because my debt has been paid by the Savior. Nor can the accusations of Satan touch me. Satan will accuse me. Satan will accuse me before God and even before others. But the accusations of Satan are to be met by the truth of the gospel that our righteousness is in Jesus Christ, our only true protection from Satan is what God has provided for us and what he is in us. Listen to the words of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He, that is God, made the one who did not know sin, that's Jesus himself, to be sin for us so that in him, that's in Jesus Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. Now this is also related to the sandals or the shoes of the readiness of the gospel of peace. That is the third basic item or piece of armor that's mentioned here. These are heavy sandals the equivalent of today's army boots. These special shoes allowed for good traction and endurance in marching and movement in fighting. Prepared footwear equals readiness. But what are we to be ready with? What should be on our feet by which we spread the gospel and fight the enemy with the gospel? Paul says that our feet must be shewed, that is shod, with the gospel of peace. That is the message of reconciliation that I just read about in 2 Corinthians five twenty through 21. Only then are we ready, equipped, and able to fight the great fight of faith. Feet then are a symbol. They equals readiness for movement in battle, And they also represent our walk in life. So our feet must be sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. Now, peace is, again, objective to us. It is a result of the gospel. It is objective to us, but it also works within us subjectively because we know that we have peace with God because of the work of Jesus Christ. When we grasp this truth by faith, We experience the inner reality of that peace subjectively. So faith, let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have obtained access into this grace, into this favor with God in which we stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. So Romans 5, 1 through 2. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us grasp this fact that we have peace. For we've also obtained access through Jesus by faith into the very presence of God, into this grace, this favor in which we stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Now, there are other passages of Scripture that speak about this reality of peace that we need to grasp. Our whole life must be engaged in spiritual conflict, and therefore it must be permeated with the gospel that produces peace with God and brings the peace of God to one's inner thoughts. This thought is behind some other scriptures that speak about peace. For, For instance, Philippians 4, 6 and 7 talks about how we need to apply this to the everyday battles that we might have with such things as anxiety or worry. Paul writes, don't worry about anything. That's hard to do. But in everything, through prayer and with petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. The result and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We present things to God knowing that God who is sovereign has everything under control and that everything will work for his glory and for our ultimate benefit as his child in the glorification that is to come. Then here, these benedictions that Paul writes in the same frame. 1 Thessalonians five twenty-three. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept sound and blameless of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. Now, may the God of peace who brought us up from the dead through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, equip you with everything good to do his will, working in us what's pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Now, these shoes are called the shoes of the gospel of peace. And the reason is because our inner heart peace is a result of the gospel working in us. The resulting conviction that we've been reconciled with God and that we are safe and secure in our Lord Jesus Christ gives us the courage and the zeal to fight the good fight of faith. Next time, we'll look at more of the armor of the Christian soldier.